All right, so Apollyon, your turn. <laughs> oh, for a topic? Yeah. All right. Um. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so this is something interesting. Uh, actually, I think you mentioned something like this in the beginning. But apparently an off-duty Texas cop enters wrong apartment oh, and kills a man inside. Oh, my God. Um, and I'm going to be reading a little bit of this. This comes from the Huffington Post. So just to, to uh, credit the source. Okay, I'm not, I'm not here to steal things from anybody. So quoting a little bit from this, a Dallas police officer who entered the wrong apartment having allegedly mistaken it for her own home um, okay, and fatally shot a young man could be facing criminal charges, police said. Botham Shamjean, a 26-year-old native of the Caribbean island of St. Lucia, was killed Thursday night by a Caucasian female officer who entered the wrong apartment in her building, according to Dallas Police Chief uh, Renee Hall. This is a very unique situation, Hall told reporters at a Friday afternoon press conference. We have seized handling it under our normal protocol as an officer involved shooting. So, <laughs> what do you guys think of this? I'll let Dice take this one for a moment. So, I'm, I'm reading up on this earlier. I remember I heard a lot about this. Uh, oh my goodness, there's so much to say. The worst part is this isn't even the first time it happened. And I know they're still trying to handle this situation right now, but I feel like I don't think she's going to get in trouble for this. For many reasons, just like all the other officers who accidentally killed people before her, they're just going to write this off as an accident. Oh, my quote goodness. Unquote, you got to put the quote unquote accident. Accident. And, and <laughs> imagine her first response is to shoot someone. When they teach police, they say shooting is the last thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. Her, her first thing was to shoot and uh, disable this man. Oh, disable. She killed. Yeah, I mean, she, why, she what are you trained for? Aren't you trained to, especially you walk into a, a, a person's face? Like, I First mean, of all, how did she, if it was the wrong apartment, how did she get in? I don't know. <laughs> That's oh, a good yeah. point. Like this, this was my biggest issue is how are you accidentally walking into the wrong apartment? Apartments normally have locks and keys that are associated with them, even if every door on the same floor is identical. So how did you get into this man's apartment by accident and then shoot him in his own home? My, I'm, I think I read part of it, too, that she was intoxicated when this happened. Why are you carrying your... Fi- well, then again, we got to... We got to research again. What are the carry laws for law enforcement in Texas? I don't know. But I do know, again, your first response should not be to shoot people. If you are an officer of the law, you are to de-escalate a situation, which means if you have to hold, like, point your firearm at someone, you are, in, you are, become you become an inquisitor in that moment. You say, what are you mm-hmm. doing here? You ask questions. You try to find out what the situation is. You don't shoot and then ask questions. And so you especially, Dallas- especially, I mean, if they are from the same building, shouldn't they know each Should, other? Th- and again, why are you shooting to kill first? I'm pretty sure in your arms training, 
you are taught which locations to shoot on a person's body to incapacitate them if you have to shoot them. Again, why is shooting your first response to a stressful yeah. situation? I'm pretty sure this person didn't charge you out of nowhere. I mean, like, so, oh my God. So they have the Dallas Police Department has this categorized under a normal officer involved shooting protocol. So that's what they categorize this as. And she walked into this building in full uniform. So she was dressed in her, her police officer uniform. She had her gun and but she was under the influence. So either she was drunk as fuck at work or she got off of work, went to the yeah, bar, then came home. Yeah, like wh- who with who the thought, uniform? With your uniform? Yeah, she has her uniform on. So you, I don't understand. We need, like, what needs to be done is investigate. I'm pretty sure, didn't they say that they were going to charge her with manslaughter? They said the investigation's still in its early stages right now, and they're trying to work everything out. Okay, because I saw a report yesterday that said that they were charging her with manslaughter in addition to the investigation of what happened, because this entire situation seems fishy as hell to me. And it's also just distressing to know That if you live in the same area as someone like this, they can just come into your apartment and shoot you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's 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 the most messed up part about it. This man was minding his own business. He was in his home doing whatever he wants because it's his home. So I don't understand. I'm so just I am just befuddled. I don't know how else to describe it. Okay, so she has not yet been interviewed and she was not detained. And then uh, a a warrant has not been formally issued for her yet. Uh, Okay. It's been how many? I I personally think she should be in jail. I mean, it's a cop. She did a fucked up thing. They know who did it. (laughs) They have the evidence. They know who it is. She needs to go to jail. Like, you can't do something like that and not take the responsibility for it. You can't just, oh, let's put you in therapy and it's all going to be good. No, you have to fucking, you have to take the consequences for the actions that you just went with. I mean, you don't do that. I mean, what? Oh. You, as a police officer, you must pay special attention to everything around you. Yes. And you just walk into a, someone else's apartment and you're like, what? what? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh it doesn't God. make any sense whatsoever. Like, you just don't walk in. I don't know. Like, a, a police officer needs to pay a lot of attention to things so, to understand. Oh. It's like, you, you don't, you don't. There are situations where people get out of their cars and they come with their phones in their hands. You can't just shoot somebody with their phone in their hands just because it's, you know, because you think it's possibly a gun or something. Mm -hmm. You have to, that's, that's like, you need training for that shit to Mm -hmm. understand that you you need to assess the situation perfectly. And it's not going to be perfect because you're a human being and nobody human being is going to ever do anything perfect, but you have to do it the best way possible. You have to be trained for that shit. And you have fucking loud ass car, and you have to fucking <laughs> understand that it's like, I mean, it's not a gun; it's a phone. Yes, it's a black thing on your hand. Oh shit! It could be a very small gun. Oh, it could be a spy, uh, fucking thing. And get, go, go, gadget. You know what I mean? It's like no, no, man. It's just like you're a police officer. It's a human being there. You have to value life. Like holy shit, what? Oh, she she needs to go to jail. Uh, it's my opinion. Mm-hmm. She needs to fucking go to jail, and she needs to to take the consequences. Like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, happen. there was an update on the case. Okay. So it says that uh, soon. They don't know when. 
they're planning on writing her up for an arrest warrant. Oh, it only f- it only took like because this three happened. Days. Yeah, <laughs> this happened like three days ago. Oh my god, uh, and it kills me because like with what should we call it with uh, boxers like professional boxers, their fists are considered uh, wep- lethal weapons, mm-hmm. and so. With a boxer, if a boxer outside of the ring gets into like a bar fight, they can be if they kill the person that they're fighting, they can be arrested for manslaughter mm-hmm. because they have legal weapons on their person at all what? times. They are specially trained fighters to know how to restrain themselves and essentially how to pull their punches when it comes to fighting someone who isn't trained. So the same <laughs> protocol needs to be held when it comes to I'm, law enforcement I'm, officials. I'm laughing at that because it's like, what? I mean, they're probably not even going to fight. They're just going to dodge shit until the other guy's got so tired he can't do anything. Like, what? You'd be what? surprised. There are some fighters that have anger issues to the point where if they feel, th- like, if they feel someone is trying to, I don't know, emasculate them, they're going to be like, oh, for real? You really want to go toe-to-toe with me? I'll show you what you're going against. And, like, they may bop them one good time so that they get a feel of, like, yo, that guy's fist is like a damn cinder block. I want nothing to do with that. But, like, that's, as a professional fighter, you know the limits, essentially, of the human body. Like, you understand, if you mm-hmm. hit somebody here, you can cause permanent damage. You are well aware of what your fists can do to a normal person. This is person. all the way back to the conversation that we had last week with Ratchet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you might be a professional boxer. If you fucking hit me in the face, I'm going to be knocked out for sure. Bare knuckle, guaranteed. But I, I don't have to fucking fight within the rules. We're not in the octagon. We're not in the fucking <laughs> ring. I'll just fucking grab you and fucking I'll bite you. I'll fucking eat your meat right there. I'll fucking I'll I'll eat I'll bite your fucking ears off. What do you mean? Mike Tyson up in the bitch. What do you mean? Exactly. I mean, There's no rules like- there. It's like ah, you you're gonna beat me up? Well, I'm gonna fucking try to not get beaten up. I mean, this you're a professional boxer. I don't life. give a fuck. I I got a very strong jaw, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so so apparently the guy she killed was an immigrant from the Caribbean who came here to find sanctuary. So he was living in a sanctuary place. Oh. So now it's the question: Was this a hate crime or was this just? simple like a mistake or no it was a mistake if she shot him but like was this on purpose (sighs) was this a direct attack against this immigrant or and that hurts that really hurts because like with everything that's going on now Mm -hmm. in the country when it comes to immigration yeah and it's just it really it makes you think about the different people that you encounter like who has a secret vendetta against you based on your your country of origin mm-hmm. like, is it even possible to come into the u.s with pure intentions anymore without being like demonized or uh discriminated against simply because you weren't a natural born american citizen and it's it's really really discouraging because i didn't know that fact initially so now i'm kind of like that adds a whole nother element to this situation and it, it's depressing can we yeah. face the reality that technically only real Americans are Native Americans? Thank you. No, I'm yeah, yes. That's, 
That's I'm it. Talking. Everyone else is not a real American. Like, this come on, bro. This is very true. And this is something which makes me laugh because apparently, like, that's still a debated topic. People don't believe that Native Americans, even though I think there is 1% of Native Americans in this country now because of all the genocide and disease and them being placed in um, reservations. Mm-hmm. Like they, their numbers have dwindled to the point of extinction. And there are very oh, I few... I know at least one Native American from uh, Corpus Christi in Texas. And see, this is what it like... We don't have very many Native Americans left. I'm talking pure blood, the ones that we can actually trace back to their tribes and everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. in America at some point has some Native American blood somewhere. But I'm talking the documented individuals from tribes today. Um, we don't have very many of them to represent themselves. And like with the Dakota Pipeline. That oh, yeah. I'm still upset about that. I'm, I'm still, still upset about that. And I'm still trying to support in the best way I can because it's still going on. They had a leak, not mm-hmm. even a year after its construction. This was what people were fighting against. You are on sacred Native American land and you want to build a damn pipeline through it just to make your lives easier oh. and make yourself more money. You're poisoning these lands of people. That I don't remember that. Live here, and it's still going on. That's the problem. The fight has not ended, and so really? no, it's still going on. There was a spill, I think, la- a few months ago, and this is what they were fighting against. You're like you're literally contaminating the lands that we get our drinking water from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is so you can make a profit. We live here. This is our lifestyle, and so white really- man, hello, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> But this is what I mean. It's like there's so many groups that are underrepresented and just Mm -hmm. blatantly ignored because people don't consider them to be worthy of hearing. And like with the situation, this poor man came for sanctuary and was murdered in his home doing Mm -hmm. nothing. He's doing what he does in his house, whatever care if she walked in on him doing something like weird and taboo it's his apartment you can do whatever he wants as long as he's not hurting anyone so yeah, fuck what if, what if i'm like fucking chopping off members of somebody i just killed <laughs> in my home <laughs> i'm saying this in a joking ex- exaggerated manner but it's true it's my fucking i mean it's none of your business go fucking go back to your place if you have suspects on me sure walk in here with a warrant and fuck me up but i mean it's you need a warrant in order to exactly um, otherwise it's breaking and entering you're you are breaking the law when you come into someone else's home unannounced or uninvited and so he could shut he could actually shoot her and well i mean not as a not as an immigrant you would you would get fucked up nonetheless exactly and like those parameters are sad too because under you know american law because he's not a citizen he's only protected so much but like that's mm-hmm. the problem. We don't know the parameters surrounding this situation. And because there are so many new elements, we don't have this man's side of the story to verify. We don't because he's dead. Because this woman yep. decided for whatever reason, whether she was confused or what, why are you in his apartment when it's not yours? Why do you have your gun drawn against someone without de-escalating a situation first? There are so many levels that this needs to be investigated on. And I just, I hope that justice is served. I really do. 
but again, not not wanting to swerve from this topic, but um, Trump wanted to build the wall. Oh, oh my goodness! Against Mexicans, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I find it funny because, like, where do you think about half or like sixty percent of the names of the cities um, in America came from? Los Angeles. Like, you think that's English? It's not English. That's Spanish. Like, that's the <laughs> angels. <laughs> Florida? Yeah. Do you think Florida Florida is a, an English word? It's not. It's like it's a bunch of flowers. It's uh, Florida. It's 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 Spanish as well. You're like what? <laughs> I, San Francisco. I, you think you think it's that that's an also an English word like uh, English word San Francisco? San Francisco, coño. <laughs> you know, it's like what? I mean, yeah. Then you have like Washington and stuff like that, which came from the Brits. But I mean. It's 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 like it, I don't understand. It's, it doesn't make any sense in my mind. Uh, this 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 ideology or this this drive to like get people away from your country. The people that literally built your country you went away from it. Like, are you fucking joking? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's like white men are really fucked up in the mind. Not gonna mm. lie. Because I'm one, honestly. But, um. <laughs> oh, so actually, I have a question about that. So, as a man from Portugal, you consider yourself to be white? Um, I think I'm I'm dark as fuck. Not gonna lie, my my skin tone is dark as fuck compared to white. That makes me laugh, Paul. Stop. <laughs> but no, it's true. But um, and if I if I catch some sun, I mean, I've had black people tell me, "Dude, you're black as fuck," and I mean. Okay, but um, because I, I really get like very tan. Um, but I I am Caucasian. I think I'm Caucasian. Yes. Uh, but I I think my origins are Celtic because of my last name. It comes from a tr a tribe of Celtic people that lived in in the southwest of England, and then they got kicked by the Saxons, so mm. they moved to the north of france and it's now called britannia or britannia or whatever the fuck how you pronounce that shit i don't know <laughs> but um yeah it's a place in the north of france um that i can actually uh hold on okay britannia has been used in several what okay hold on <laughs> fucking hell now it's just a whole bunch of shit <laughs> And that's would, okay. It's apparently it's a word used for a bunch of shit. All right, take I'll take it back. Yeah. Um. What was the question again? Oh no, I was saying, do you can identify as Caucasian being from Portugal? Uh no, no, not just from being from Portugal. We're neutral as fuck here. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, yellow. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, because I don't know very much about like the socio. But I mean, uh, yes, most people are most people are white. Yes. Okay. Because isn't a lot of the people from Portugal, like, they originally came to Spain? Like, a lot of the Spanish ships and stuff. What? Did yeah. You just say? From, from Spain? Or what at least that's mean? what I was told. See, this is why we need you, Apollyon. You give us, you give us our history we lessons. We don't learn a lot about anything other than Europe and... Spain uh, and Portugal America. used to be one, so... Okay, then, yeah. So, the Spanish. That's, that's, that's the problem with America. Fucking wake up. And tell people story, you fucking dumbass teachers. Um, <laughs> but this is why we have you. We're getting it from the source. Yeah, the, the direct source. 
No, Portugal and uh, Portugal and Spain used to be one called Lusitania or Lusitania, oh, what? whatever. All right. How it did was, I not know yes, that? it was one single thing back in the day. And eventually it got split up and Portugal got to be Portugal and Spain got to be Spain. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's any difference. I mean, is there immigration and shit nowadays? Yes, there is. But I don't think there's much difference between Spanish people and Portuguese people. Uh, okay. I think we're pretty so much the same language. thing. No, I mean, basically, it's, cool. it's basically about the... Because we were invaded. So before the Romans, the people that lived here were um, Celtic and Vikings came over here. Um, And then the Romans invaded. And then later on, the Arabs invaded. So now it's a whole mix of like Romans and uh, Arabs and shit like that. So it's like, yeah, but that's pretty much it. There's there's white people. There's. There's white people probably from the Romans. There's like sort of a little, a little bit more brownish people probably from the Arabs. Uh, there's just a bunch of like, there's a bunch, there's a <laughs> mix of races here. Um, yeah, but it's a very neutral country. It's not like we don't have a master race here. Mm-hmm. Not like, is everybody white and shit. Not everybody, everybody's friendly towards everybody. I mean, um, yeah, I've I have friends. I have I can have Chinese friends. I can have black friends. I can have uh, Arab friends. It doesn't matter as long as the to me. I don't that that's so dumb that people have sort of built like this these stereotypes around skin color. People are not you don't fucking control. That's another thing. I I I hate the pride thing. I hate white pride. I hate black pride. Like why would you be proud? about something that you cannot choose. You can't choose to be black. You can't choose to be white. You can't choose to be Chinese. It just fucking happens. You are born into that. Mm-hmm. It's not like you, you, you're in, in your uh, mother's belly, in your mother's womb, like playing Borderlands <laughs> and you choose the skin color yeah, and you fucking <laughs> to come out with. Like, what? There's the character select screen in the mother's stomach. yeah like there is it doesn't make any sense to me that people like have this 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 necessity to go with prides like i'm i'm proud of things that i achieve by my actions not something that i never had anything to do with Mm -hmm. the people that had to go through slavery and survived it yes be proud of it because you managed to do that but these these fucking kids nowadays i think like uh, this this like, like going back to the first episode with the n-word like what uh, what entitlement do you have to use the n-word like have you ever been through that shit just because you are black you, you, you think you can use it you know i mean it's a messed up topic um but i i, I don't agree with the whole pride thing and and the white pride like what the fuck is that supposed to mean like you're, you're proud of being white why what have you ever done <laughs> lived breed Wow, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because if you said something like that over here, you'd probably get torn apart by the thousands of uh, people who are very proud of being white. Eh, Fuck them. Come fight me in (laughs) Portugal, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a touchy subject only because of the uh, historical relevance of it. Yeah. The, The pride that's developed from various groups is more so... Like, for example, 
this um this new wave of uh genetic mapping that's starting i'm talking like 23 and me and uh yeah. ancestry.com and all that where people are really interested in taking those dna tests and finding their family tree and kind of tracing their heritage back way way back to like panangia mm-hmm. and unfortunately uh people of you know caucasian descent or Asian i feel like descent, that's a scam I okay. Wait, but wait. <laughs> I've got many mixed views about that. But as far as when it comes to people of black descent, it's very hard to mm-hmm. take those tests because of what went on. First of all, a lot of people were stolen from different places. Their ancestors. Mm-hmm. So the records of their ancestors were lost during that mm-hmm. d- during their, I guess, uh, assimilation into the country. There were there were ledgers that were kept of slaves and slave owners, but if there was a major disaster or somebody just didn't feel like writing it down that day, that person's history was lost then and there. If that person was killed at any point or the ledger was lost when a ship was sunk during the triangle trade, mm-hmm. that person's history is essentially gone. And so with people with black origins, we don't have that luxury of saying, you know, my ancestors are from this continent, this, this, and this. No, our history starts when we get to America. Mm-hmm. And it's been built from that point forward. And so we've essentially had to make our own culture from scratch, if that makes any sense. Because a lot of the times people who are taken from African cultures or the Caribbean, their practices, their language, their understanding of life was destroyed. And made, they were forced to forget because they had to assimilate to the country that they lived in in order to survive. So developing a sense of identity is very hard. And yeah. that's why a lot of black people today have, you know, take great pride in black culture or their origin or even learning about having like an ancestor from Africa or being descendants from kings and queens and such mm-hmm. is because that's all they have. Yeah. Right. But I feel like you are giving too much credit to <laughs> what I'm talking about. Uh, I think you're, give, you're giving credit to people that actually take the time to understand and learn. I'm talking about people that really give no fucks about knowledge. Like okay. they literally don't care. So how can you be okay. proud? Like you don't know shit. All you do know is that you are of a skin color, of a particular skin color. Mm-hmm. How can you be proud of that? You know what I mean? Plus, I think the whole fucking, uh, the whole fucking, uh, the, 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 the testing, that whole, like, yeah, yeah, the, the DNA mm-hmm. thing or whatever, tracing back to, to origins. I think that's a scam of like some, some, <laughs> I, I think that's a scam. Like, how the fuck do you know, um, the, like my origins, for example, how would they know that shit? I think they take like swaps from family members and like your parents yeah. and things and trace it. I don't know how it works exactly because I've never done it. And honestly, I was interested at a point, but then I realized it doesn't matter. Like I am who I am in yeah. this point in time. And I take pride in what I know and where I'm going. So I don't really need to know where I came from essentially. Wait, because- uh, <laughs> oh, you can keep going if you want. Oh no, I'm done. go ahead. Oh, so so my mom is like a geneticist and a historian, so she's really into all that. So she's Ooh. pretty much bought 
every single DNA test on the face of this earth. And a lot of it is based like on regional DNA. Like they'll go to certain parts of countries and they'll get DNA swaps from people there and they'll, um, they'll link it to yours so they could find like, you know, connections with uh, your DNA and like the, the people to that area and stuff. But a lot of it is really vague if you're not coming from a European country. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like I, besides coming from the reservations that I, my family directly knows, uh, a lot of our like, you know, Native American bloodline is kind of lost because, you know, not a lot of history behind it because everything got like fucking burned and stuff during the colonizations and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So we took our test to try to find out more about ourselves and the results came back. They're like, congrats, you're, uh, you're Native American. And like, is that it? Like, (laughs) thanks. What group? <laughs> what group? But then, like the the very small part of me that was like that was white coming from Europe is like, oh, congrats! Like you're you're Irish from this street, from this town, from this village, and here's everyone who could possibly be related to you. And I was like, oh, such a giant like stretch in the the type of information you get because of like how much was lost throughout history. Yeah. I I can I can understand how that would leave someone lacking because I mean you're kind of like. Okay, well, I know that side, but what about the other pieces? Oh, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> that you only know this. Keep, move on, move on. I don't, I don't believe that, that whole thing. <laughs> I mean, you should probably bring your mother in for, for a conversation with us about that, because, I mean, I think that would be interesting to know a little bit more about that. But That would be, can we do that? <laughs> yeah. She would that love would that, actually. <laughs> she loves to talk. <laughs> Not in a bad way, well, but she... Bring him over, then. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> yeah. But personally, I I think that uh, I don't really believe that. Mm -hmm. Like the the idea of my origins that I have is from research on Google. Mm -hmm. And I just Googled my last name and that's basically it. But based on my last name's origins, my first name's origins is a a Greek origins. It's from uh, it basically means friend of the horses and i was like i knew my first name's origin but i was like what's my my last name's origins i don't know dude but tracing everything um that i currently am now it kind of makes sense so basically as i said before it 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 was a a a group a tribe in southwest of england um that was kicked and went to france to the north of france and then uh, in, in my country, where I live currently, like 20 kilometers away, used to be a Celtic capital for, well, Celtics. And this, this was before the Romans. This was before religion was before all that shit. And mm-hmm. as far as I know, my, fam- my family from my, f- my father's side, and my grandfather and my great grandfather, they've always lived around here. Like I have no knowledge that they've ever lived anywhere else in the world or the country for that matter. So they've always been here. So, and my last name also comes from them. Uh, my last name comes from my, the, the, my father's side. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it only makes sense. So if somebody comes with a different theory, then I'm okay. I mean, okay, yeah, I guess I could take that as a, as a possibility. But uh, what makes sense to me, I'm going to go with that. So yeah, I'm a Celtic, dude. Yeah, I think yeah. 
Actually, I love it. I, I'd actually, if, if it's true, fuck yeah, dude. I love Celtic stuff. Yeah, me too. I really dig the whole, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you're Irish, you, yeah, you're probably Celtic as well. I mean, probably. The That's Irish really, are all into that stuff. That's a really cool culture. Like, just mm-hmm. from what I've read and documentaries I've seen, obviously, I don't really know too many people, Celtic descendants, but just listening to, like, the Irish brogue is so fascinating to me. I love listening to it. I don't understand a word of it, but it just sounds so fun. <laughs> I think the Celtics are like the peaceful Vikings. Are they? Really? I can kind of see that. I can see that. Because it's, it's, it's about the same time, more or less. And if you look at their symbolism, it's kind of similar as well with the tree of life and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'd have and, to do more like compared to Norse people. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, because Norse people were the like Vikings <laughs> or the Norse people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they are the ones who would like come in their ships and and invade and and conquer. They actually came the Celtics, to America before Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the Celtics are more like, "Hey, don't kick us out." Uh, we just want to be here, you know, and I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know much about it, but I, I think, yeah, I think it's the peaceful Vikings sort of, I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, should we move on to a fucking next topic? Yes. All right. So who, who, who said, okay, I said it, I've said mine twice, which was one for wretched. So I've said mine twice. Okay, uh, uh, I'll go. I think you should oh, oh, you go. Oh, you want to go? Okay. 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 So, um, about, I think, I'm trying to think. Okay. It's so from the Trump- these topics that you've mentioned last week, right? Oh, no, I have a new one. You want me to go for my ones from last week that I didn't do? I mean. Because I have a new one. So, okay, so the Trump administration. One, I mean, I, I think I already um, rented enough about religion and shit. So yeah. So the Trump administration held like a secret meeting with um, a rebellious military officer from Venezuela to uh, discuss plans to overthrow their current president. And um, a lot of this is just barely leaking out right now that this has happened. Hmm. Here we go again. again. Here we go. What? Explain that to me again, please. So the Trump administration had held a secret meeting with um, a rebellious military officer from Venezuela, um, like over the course of last year in order to discuss plans to overthrow um, the president, the current president of Venezuela. So they're planning a coup. Yeah. With the help of America's military aid. And this was a secret meeting, so no one had... No one knew about it until recently, after information got leaked. So this is uh, over mm. a year-long thing that they've been planning. Oh, boy. See, and this is just bad juju all around. Only mm-hmm. because um, we are just in a lot of crap. We're on the world's shit list right now. Yeah. Because of Trump. I mean, things that happened during the Obama administration also put us in a really bad way with many uh, international officials, but Trump has kind of driven the nail home with many of his acts during his current presidency. 
So this is not good. What we are trying to do is avoid war at all costs. And I'm pretty sure an elaborate military coup for Venice in Venezuela would be devastating mm-hmm. for Venezuela, but also for the American people, because again, we're utilizing resources that we don't have and putting ourselves more in debt for wars that we should not be fighting. So I'm not too kept up on the president of Venezuela, but from what it says, uh, the people have a desire for democracy that this president isn't giving to them. And they think that um, in order to bring a positive change to the country, he needs to leave. But I feel like having a secret, you know, gathering over the course of a year in order to get rid of this guy was not the way to do it. I I don't know. I feel like people could see it more as a, a direct attack against the country. You know, you don't know what these groups of people could be talking about in secret and they had a whole year of planning too. Like we're sticking our nose into things that essentially don't involve us again. Um, and this is kind of the trend that's being set for America is that we're kind of like, we're big brother America. And mm-hmm. we're like, Hey, you know, we've got a super strong military. Yeah. You know, you need help. Yeah. Let's, let's go in there. But we don't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure We're only getting one side of what's happening here. And we don't fully understand the magnitude of a coup. Like what would that, what, what is the, the unintended consequences that come from overthrowing a president? Mm -hmm. Uh, Who would you put in power after the fact? How would you establish democracy? Like there, there are things that need to be discussed and agreed upon before you just go ahead and decide to overthrow a nation's leader. And I don't believe that these things have been taken into consideration. And then if they have, this is a really bad move anyway, because somebody's not doing something. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think uh, I'm not too knowledge in those countries uh, areas, but I do think that Venezuela is one of those countries that has a lot of rich people that are just like, you know, they, they don't give anything to anybody. That's uh, typically why they're rich but in but there's a lot of poverty in venezuela as well like uh, literally a lot of poverty like that country is poor it's mm-hmm. it's not a rich country there's a lot of rich people there but i think it's probably because of drug producing or some shit like that or or some illegal things but um uh, i don't know so i don't know what 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 exactly they're trying to take from there Maybe drug fields. <laughs> so uh, Trump has finally declared that the United States would offer a military option for Venezuela if they did decide to go through with it and seek help from United States. But why? 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 I want to know what's in, like, what's in it for us. Not to say that we should only help people when there is a something in it for us but i want to know what's being done for america in exchange for that and what Mm -hmm. is that going to cost the american people like what are we giving up to make this happen because we're in a bad place i mean whether people want to acknowledge it or not economically we are in so much debt Mm -hmm. to the point where like even our student loan debt is outweighing credit card and homeowners debt it's terrible and it's we're we are not the wealthy country we were 50 years ago we're not i'm sorry it's just not where we are right now 
So offering military aid to other countries at this time may not be the best option unless there is something like a give and take or a partnership that's going to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking that will help build communication and resource exchange, something that will make both countries stronger in some form of alliance. If we're just doing some quid pro quo on like a 1% level, that's not going to help us. I'm sorry, it's going to hurt us really badly mm-hmm. in the long run. So I, I need to know why. I'm kind of like, why as well? Because like, well, what, yeah, what's in it for them? I mean, the country's very poor. They're hungry. They, 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 they have a lot of people like robbing stores and shit just to get some food in, in, in them. Like it, there's riots all over the place all the time. It's like, what? Why? Yeah. Well, why? so this these are the questions and i hope we can get some updates soon because i need to understand i'm yeah i don't uh, (laughs) it's gonna be drugs or something like that or i don't know Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a bigger picture we're not seeing and that's what bothers me i just what aren't we seeing I feel like, you know, the poor people, regardless of what they decided to do, the poor people are going to be taken advantage of. That's and something that makes, always makes me sad. This is yeah. the sad reality of many situations. The rich people make the deals and the poor people yep. suffer. And mm-hmm. no, we need to stop this. It's not right. It's because poor people, there's, most of them are so poor, all they want is some food to, to stay alive and, yes. and mm-hmm. some water. You know, the mm-hmm. last thing they need is a military retaliation going on oh, they yeah. need is shelter food you know i feel like oh, oh my god that just made so if there is a coup or an uprising of some kind it's gonna happen in the streets of venezuela so mm-hmm. the people who can't find shelter or get out of the way are the ones who are going to be mowed through when weapons go off and it's just going to be a war zone that mm-hmm. country is going to be a war zone because we have to send people there to their aid so they're there's going to be structural damage. There's going to be aid that's needed. There's going to be a lot of money and time mm-hmm. and destruction. And then they'd have to rebuild the country after. And, so. Oh, my goodness. The worst part is uh, anyone who, if something bad goes down, they're going to say it's all in the name of giving this country democracy. Exactly. And yeah. under the guise of democracy, there's going mm-hmm. to just be a lot of carnage and collateral damage that needs to be dealt with it's just war is not good i don't care war what never that. changes <laughs> no war never changes war never changes really um, doesn't war is only good <laughs> war is only good for workers like giving people jobs in the wake of yes war. because because construction workers they get jobs to to fix things mm. um mm-hmm. Electricians get jobs to then put electricity in those buildings or fix what's broken. Um, engineers also. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the, typically the construction workers and, and engineers and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's, I mean, taking lives just for that, I don't think it's worth it. I mean, let's fucking go back to living in, in, in caves and shit because, uh, I mean, <laughs> it would be a lot better. 
than fucking having wars just to get jobs and shit. Like, fuck money, dude. What do you mean? Oh, man. Yeah, it's the kind of crazy stuff that just needs to be addressed. Oh. All right. Let's go to our next topic. And I want to do... What do I want to do? I think... Yeah, I think most of my topics were... I only came up with two. But, um... What do I want to talk about? Basically, I want to revisit a topic that we mentioned maybe in a previous episode. Because I don't Mm. think uh, DICE had a chance to weigh in on it. But um, (laughs) Apollyon brought up a topic involving uh, animals. And when it comes to keeping them alive in the wake of maybe like having some kind of... uh, what is it? So, like, say you have a dog that's mm-hmm. back legs don't work, and you take them to the vet, and you, they go through a bunch of, like, different surgeries and everything in hopes of reconnecting the nerves so that the dog can run and play like a normal dog, but it's not possible. So they give the dog a wheelchair to kind of run around and play with. Do you think that it's fair to the dog for them to live out their life, their life like that as opposed to, you know, putting them to sleep? Because the dog oh. doesn't really know what's going on we're essentially keeping this dog alive for for our benefit the companionship aspect of it but do you think that it's right to put a dog through that just to keep us company oh geez that's that's a hard one (laughs) i'm a a total animal lover (laughs) and i want to keep what's best for the animal at heart but it's hard because you know you see all those like instagram posts and videos of the dogs who are in the wheelchairs and it looks like they're having the times of their lives and stuff. And I feel like something like that would only work if you had money. Okay. So, so I how feel- can you tell that the dog's having a time with their life still? Is they're they're having a fun time running around. And Cause a lot of these people who do they are running around, but they're not expressing emotions. You can't see their expression just like you can see a human being smiling. Well, a lot of the time, the people who are like, who do have enough money to afford to get these dogs, these medical treatments and stuff, they got money. So they're able to take care of their pets and like treat them well in like versus someone who couldn't afford giving their dog all this extra stuff. Like usually it's just celebrities who are able to take care of their dogs like this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I have a personal story to share. Mm -hmm. So I had uh, growing up, I had two cats that lived in my family. So the first cat, her name is Sassy. <laughs> and she was 22 years old in human years when she passed. So I had her, wow, when I think about it, I had her since I was in kindergarten. She essentially grew up with me. But as time went on, like due to various life circumstances and everything, she was declawed as a kitten. Uh, she was essentially, you know, locked in the basement from time to time because certain family members didn't want her like, you know, running around and ruining things when they weren't home. So she spent an extensive amount of time locked away in a dark, dank place until people came around. Mm -hmm. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if she developed some form of like PTSD from that. And then as she got older, she lost her hearing. So then she was deaf. Um... And like she, it, it was just watching now that I'm, you know, in a better place to kind of analyze it while I was in it, it didn't make much sense. But now that I'm out of it, like as she got older and older, her, her will to live 
got less and less because of the things that were happening to her. Aging mm-hmm. is a natural process of life, but she was alive much longer than most house cats are. And when it came time for her to, you know, take her final rest, she, you could tell that she was in a lot of like pain. She was just not, she was not all there. She just kind of crawl to a space and lay down and then, you know, stay there for a couple hours and then get up and crawl to another space. And it was just really sad to watch. So when she finally, you know, was put to rest, um, it was a sad time. But when we took her to get cremated and everything, they were the vets and everything were like amazed that she lived as long as she did. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think, like, was she in pain the whole time? Because, you know, you've heard that declawing animals kind of helps the onset of arthritis in their paws, which is very painful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just to the point where most vets won't do that technique on cats anymore because they consider it inhumane to essentially remove the nubs of their, I guess, proverbial fingers Yeah, to prevent them from doing something that's natural to them. And it's like knowing that or understanding that just made, made me feel really badly by the time it came to the end of her life because I'm like, was she suffering? the entire time she was with our family. She was a wonderful member of the family, but to know that she wasn't happy is very depressing. No, it's times like this where I wish we were able to talk to animals or like understand them better than we do now because we don't even realize it, but we have so much power and control over another living being, you know, our Mm -hmm. pets. Like there's a stamp of our fingers, like you can go in and and your animal could be... uh, put to sleep or something like yeah like you have a lot of control over you're essentially playing god with your animal because you you're really like, are yeah, i dictate your life you eat here you sleep here you don't do this you do do that you show me affection yep. or bad things will happen and if i don't want you anymore i'll abandon you or i'll put you to sleep and you have no say in any of this mm-hmm. and i guess that comes with being quote unquote a higher organism as far as like our ability to be cognizant of our existence I don't know but I do know that when I think of it in terms of that I try to be more aware of what I have a kitten well not kitten now he's he's a cat (laughs) but he's three years old now going on four Mm -hmm. and from the way I see him he's a very he's cuddly he loves to be around us and he especially gets along with my grandmother so seeing him in his environment, I try to give him a little more leeway as far as what he wants to do. I l- allow him to come to me. I'm like, if you don't want to cuddle or hug me, that's fine. Like, you do what makes you comfortable. <laughs> if you want to come lay with me, I'm way open. Mm-hmm. And I give you food that I know is good for you as opposed to what, you know, you want to eat, which is, you know, treats all the time. You ain't getting treats, boy. <laughs> but <laughs> like, it's just I try to be cognizant of what he's going on as much as I possibly can because I understand that there's that rift and barrier in understanding and awareness. Right. So I just, so that Dice has a little context on why I brought up that topic Mm -hmm. because I saw a video on Facebook of this dude who apparently picks up like herd animals and tries to, to, you know, save them, but save, save could be a very, you know, could be a very double edged sword here. But basically, there's this video. He saves the squirrel. The squirrel was caught in a bear trap or something or one of those traps that really hurts. So the squirrel basically was in shock because of the pain. And 
the squirrel also had to get both arms amputated. So basically, oh. the squirrel—the only way for him to to just run around was with two um, the the thing that they give dogs, but for the front part. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was running around with two wheels and just the back legs. So in my mind, I was like, is the squirrel happy? Because in the video, oh, look at him so happy running around. But is the squirrel really happy? Because the squirrel doesn't understand what's happening there because it's not the brain of the squirrel is not as complex as ours is. So the, the squirrel doesn't understand what's happening there. Just, all the squirrel is doing is breathing. So is the squirrel really happy? I mean, it's a squirrel. Squirrels live in trees. Squirrels like to run around all over the place, jumping from trees to trees, uh, catching nuts. You know what I mean? It's like, and now he can't do that shit. He, he can only just run around on the ground. Is the squirrel really happy? No fucking way. You're taking away the squirrel's nature, which is to live on trees. Mm -hmm. So the dude is like, oh, I saved a squirrel, but... Did you really save a squirrel or did you just fucking deprive him from his real nature just because you want to feel good about the fact that you might have saved a, an animal, a living, breathing thing uh, or creature, not thing. Uh, but, you know, like, it doesn't make any sense to me that this guy possibly thinks that he did it or the right thing, because in my mind, that's the probably the best thing to ever do there was to just uh and his misery and the squirrel's misery and just you know as as harsh as it sounds yes end his life because he's in misery right now and it's probably not going to go back to what he was oh mm -hmm. wait you guys okay <laughs> well, this it, i don't mean to laugh that's not funny but i just thought of something that's pretty relatable to this so are either of you familiar with the anime made in abyss Made in Abyss. Nope. Oh my god. So basically the premise of this anime is about these children. These two children. Uh, Riku... Rika. Rika and uh, Reg, who's like this android child or whatever. And sometime in the future, there's a big old hole that opens up in the middle of this island in the ocean somewhere. And it's basically layers and layers into the Earth's crust. Like, they're different ecosystems and everything, and they're, it's just different layers. And there's this community that comes about that seeks to explore those layers, collect uh, runes from them, and kind of make a life surrounding it. But there's a lot of mysticism and everything surrounding that, and various explorer types and all that. So the girl Rika wants to go to the deepest level or the netherworld level and find her mother, who's like a really famous explorer or whatever. So she takes Reg, the android kid, who's kind of immune to everything with her. And the two of them embark on this grand adventure to figure out what's at the bottom of the abyss. And they encounter this creature called a hollow. Now, a hollow is a person who's gone to a really deep le level and essentially lost their humanity. And most people who become hollows transform into something inhuman. And, you know, just it's a scary either you die or you transform into something beyond comprehension. So the hollow girl has she looks like a bunny something or other and has another hollow with her who looks like just this melted pile of flesh with a gaping mouth and a single eye that just makes sounds and crawls around. And it's called Missy. And that's her best friend. So Missy is very horrifying to look at. 
And, but Missy obviously is kind of like her pet in a way. And when she tells you the story of how Missy came to be, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Made in the Abyss, but spoiler alert, she tells a story about how she and Missy were once normal kids that were recruited to embark on these experiments to see how deep into the abyss you could go and then come back up without being affected. Now, they realize that when you go to a certain level and come back up, that's when you're affected by the abyss. But they wanted to test it on children before they sent in real people. And as a result, Missy got the majority of the, like the, the wave of what happens and kind of protected her friend from getting all the results. And she only partially transformed into this bunny thing where her friend turned into that inhuman whatever. And they continued doing experiments on Missy. They found out that she's immortal. So you can do whatever you want to her, torture her, kill her, cut her anything but she'll come back like she'll regenerate she feels pain and she is in pain but she'll regenerate and essentially just become uglier each time you do it so the friend kidnapped missy and ran away to find a cure and for years and years she's been trying to essentially find a way to put missy out of her misery because she was in constant agony and it came to the point where reg the robot kid has like this arm cannon thing that can basically disintegrate anything. So she asks her, she's like, will you kill Missy for me? And he's like, what the fuck? What are you, what are you asking me? <laughs> and so it came down to, is Missy really, did she really lose her humanity? I don't want to kill her if she's still alive in there. And she's like, I guarantee you Missy is gone. Whatever is left of Missy is not human. And if she is in there, she's trapped. She cannot die. She is stuck just like that. You are my only hope of setting her free. And in a really tearful scene, he obliterates Missy. And her good friend. Good point, because I've been asked before uh, if I wanted to be immortal and fuck no. But yeah. go on, go on. I know you, you, you wanted to keep uh, doing Oh, no. So he, he, obliter- he obliterates her. Like, completely, she's gone. There's no trace of her left. And the friend breaks down. Like, she didn't expect it to hit her as hard as it did. But she mourns the loss of her friend because now she's finally free, but she's also gone. And like, it was just such a heart wrenching thing, but it made you think like if you gained immortality and you were trapped in a body that could never die and internal pain and suffering, wouldn't you want to be released too? no matter how much you love that person or how much you wanted them to be around with you? Would you really subject them to that kind of hell? Mm-hmm. Just because you wanted them around. And like, oh, it made me think of that night. That messed me up, man. Messed you know, me uh, up. That kind of reminds me of like the tropes in zombie movies where they have the zombies still self-aware. Mm-hmm. And like their friends and family don't want to kill them because they still think uh, they're still like partly human. Mm-hmm. What sort of movies, zombies or zombie movies are you watching? <laughs> no, like in The Walking Dead, that was one of them. Yeah, like one of the George Romero would kill you right now. What do you mean? Personally, I, I kind of like just the idea of just brainless zombie things, but I feel like sometimes giving like, like it, it makes a good uh, no. emotional thing, I guess, to have these quote unquote monsters have some sort of emotion. I, yeah. I don't know. Whoa. I think that whole thing is just a play on emotion. Yes. <laughs> exactly. No, that's emo. No, get out of here. <laughs> no, <it's emo. laughs> oh my god! Like, do you remember Whoa. that zombie movie that came out not too long ago? Um, it With, was uh, ba- the, the chick from Twilight. 
No, not that one. No. <laughs> it was basically like a movie about how zombies, if they... Zombies, like, do have some sense of awareness and they kind of just, like, repeat actions that they remember from their life. But if they come in contact with someone that kind of sparks, I don't know, some kind of humanity in them, they can revert from being a zombie back Ooh, to a normal person. Oh, are you talking person. about, um... The heck is it called? The one with the emo boy zombie. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it's called, oh, so that's uh, the, with the chick from Twilight. No, that's not her. It's a different... They look exactly <laughs> the same. So, so yeah, he falls in love with this girl, and then he becomes, like, not a zombie anymore. It's like a Romeo and Juliet zombie movie. Okay, I but I feel like if you're an emo zombie, you automatically... Because <laughs> he was already, like, a hot emo zombie before he became... You know, human again. <laughs> like, it was just the concept was so outlandish that I understand what they were going for. No, stop. Listen, I understand what they were going for. It's just the presentation was just so, I don't know, poppy and yeah. just tween romance. Like, I was like, I can't take this seriously. I get where you're going and I understand, but the presentation leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> like, imagine being in, like, the room with the creative team for that, and the guy's just like, hear me out, everyone. What if, what if we had, what if we had a zombie, right? But instead of making him gross, we made him a hunky, angsty teenage boy. Right, he's just a little pale. He's just a little pale with purple lips. I'll tell you what they wanted with that movie. While I was popular as fuck, yes, so were zombies. Yeah. And boom. There you go. That's yeah, let's do a it. zombie Twilight. No, we're no more vampires. We're no more vampires. Zombies. Yeah. <laughs> zombies. Yeah, thanks thanks to whoever wrote that movie for ruining vampires for everybody who liked the, the elegant type of vampire. Thank you very uh, much. I will say though, I did And werewolves. Read- like I was <laughs> like the underworld werewolves. Those yes. were so cool. Like, they were. And fucking chasing <laughs> down the vampires and shit. And then here goes a fucking... A Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Taking off his shirt and stuff. And like... Every scene he Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't even care about the shirt. I mean, like, oh, yeah. For the teenagers. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was, that awesome. was exactly like that, too. Every time he took his shirt off, I was like, oh, my God. You can hear, yeah. like, the gasp in the theater. Oh, my God. That but what made me laugh, though... <laughs> so, during in high school, creatures. I think... For me, in high school, that's when the Twilight books were popular. And I read them. I did. I read every one of them. And I recounted every little bit to my dad and anybody who would listen. And then when <laughs> the movies came out, I was excited because I'm like, yeah, I know how that is. You know, I was big and hot Harry Potter. I grew up with Harry Potter and they made the movies and they did a pretty decent job capturing everything. So I have high hopes yeah. for Twilight. I got mad as hell at Twilight. I hate it. I hate the Twilight movies <laughs> because they are so t- I don't, I get it. It's a fan fiction. I understand. But I still am like, I can't do this anymore. It's, it's the modernization of, of, of a culture, but I, I, I don't like it. I, I, I don't either. Vampires Not are anymore. cool as elegant creatures. Like, yes. they're, they're old. Like, they come from medieval times and shit like that. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're elegant. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be like, you know, talking yeah. like a, a, pretty much like a British accent or some shit. Like, yeah. listen, the preacher... I love the preacher. I fucking love that series so much, so good. But like the like Cassidy is a, is a modern vampire. 
but he's like he's a modern vampire of like a drug addict basically of like a junkie or some shit mm-hmm. um, but I, I i don't like i don't hate it i, I find it cool but if, if you if you started watching the the show recently i'm not going to say but eventually you there will be an elegant vampire mm-hmm. you know i think you know. uh a movie that did a really good job with portraying the whole like elegant vampire thing was interview with the vampire i haven't seen that one yet <gasps> it's oh oh like that's <laughs> mm. <laughs> elegant Isn't that one with Barry like not Barry Jade uh, Kirsten Dunn uh, I don't know how to pronounce her uh, name yeah Kirsten and all those really Dunn. famous Dunn. she was very young yeah she played a yeah. child child vampire right yeah see exactly that that's a movie that vampires are very elegant yeah but, um, they're only portrayed but then there you, you also have a comedy uh, I forgot I forgot the, the title of the movie but it's like three vampires living together <laughs> Ooh, uh, things you have we do like what it's it's called things we do in the dark i think it's like it, the yeah, three exactly. vampires yeah exactly and it's a comedy it's kind of like uh-huh. a, a documentary type thing where they they talk about themselves as they do actions where they get filmed but it's it's funny and it's like there's the there's the 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 very elegant vampire which is the other dude i think he's like um he's like kind of dracula right right yeah he was from like the, the original one who's like in the in the basement he who's <laughs> a spin on like uh nosferatu <laughs> so they have like the different exactly. years of vampires they have like the the creepy nosferatu they have the elegant like victorian vampire yes. they have like the more newer one who's like kind of geeky and stuff like i thought <laughs> that was a really good mix yes and it's funny it's good it it's, funny. i liked it yeah that was a good one I'm gonna have to check um, that out. Yeah, you should. It's a really like it's a good movie. It's it's funny too. It's funny. There's some interesting moments there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they question immortality at some point. I don't hmm. know. Yeah, I like it. I like how they they're like making fun of Twilight and they had they put the werewolves in there as oh, like a yeah, joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of movies, just um. To go a little bit with this, just for a little, um, I have a rant. I have a rant, <laughs> and I watched Hereditary, and um, I'm so fucking tired of it. Oh, oh! Don't tell me that. Oh, okay. I so I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about, and I hear two different opinions. It's a new horror movie. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm going purely off of what Apollyon is about Listen, to talk about. It's seven point seven on IMDb. So okay, it can't be bad. Um, mm-hmm. but personally, I'm tired of these movies. I'm tired of paranormal bullshit. I was interested oh, in the movie. Paranormal. You haven't watched the movie yet, so fuck it. I've, it's kind of like spoiler alert, so you should probably mute by now. <laughs> um. <laughs> I was enjoying the movie up to the point where the the glasses stop or start moving uh, out of nowhere. And at some point, there's a woman crawling walls and shit. Oh, okay. I'm tired of that. I'm done with that. I'm, I, I need movies that are innovative. Like it's, it's, it's uh, the thing is that the paranormal genre has always been the same thing. There's never been anything different. It's always... Someone who looks possessed as fuck, yeah, starts to look old, crawls up walls, uh, 
turns their their necks 360 degrees or their heads it's like i'm done i'm done like come up with something new like Mm -hmm. um mention real shit i watched a movie recently as well um which was supposed to be a horror but it's more like a psychological horror which i love but it was basically a girl who was stalked and she moved away um and then she started working but she still had like visions of her stalker so Mm -hmm. she was put into a mental institution to try to help her however uh she still has visions inside of the mental institution now is it really visions or is the guy really there i was just about to say that what but the guy was actually there the Uh guy was actually stalking her in the mental institution he got a job there and he was there so People thought she was crazy for seeing him there mm-hmm. because she had visions of him, but she, he was actually there. And like the the movie, but it's it's a, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting take on like um, something that's real, something that is, is is a possible reality for some people. And I like that. And I feel like there were there were more. I I, I wish there were more movies like that. To sort of bring this thought of like, it's it's a possible reality. This could happen. I'm tired of the paranormal stuff because I don't believe any of that. I don't believe it. I just, I'm 27 years old. I've never had any experiences like that. And I don't believe there's going to ever be an experience like that unless I'm going to a haunted house or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's not real. I'm an atheist. I don't believe that. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, I get the the... I guess I guess some people might be interested in that because of the horror aspect, but no, I don't like it. You mm-hmm. know? No, I get you on that. I really feel like the whole supernatural, like paranormal stuff is kind of getting played out now. I, I'm really just looking for uh, something fresh, something new that I haven't seen before. Oh my goodness. Speaking of the Slenderman movie, don't even give me. Oh boy. Yeah. What is it out? Yeah, it, it was only out, or at least in my theater, it only played for a weekend, and then it stopped playing. Was it that bad? It was, it would look, imagine just a fan fiction written by a 13-year-old, but a movie. Oh. Uh, you mean Fifty Shades of Grey? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think Fifty Shades of Grey's topped Slenderman entirely. That's like, they had, they had the angsty main characters who, who were like, fuck you preps, we're the, the cool emo kids, and we don't care what you think. And they had the the really spoopy viral video that that summoned Slenderman. It was it was not good. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank uh, God. I'm saved my money and my time, reclaiming my time. It was a good laugh though. I had a lot of fun <laughs> laughing at how bad it was. I just really I hope that the industry starts making movies about like don't stop the paranormal stuff. Just try to innovate it just try to make something more interesting and, and a little bit like different i'm like i'm i'm really done i'm so done with with the the, the crawling up walls with the, the turning the hat 360 degrees like uh, it's it's and the movie at the end of the movie it just doesn't make any sense i get what they're trying to do but it doesn't make any sense like no and yes it's a fiction so it's not supposed to make sense but uh, no uh, and it no. sucks though because i could tell that directors and and writers are running out of ideas in regards to scary movies so they're going to the internet 
and uh, they're trying to find new, fresh ideas there. But like the thing is, they're like they're taking these stories and ideas from writers who post this stuff on the internet and they're turning it into movies. Like think of all like the the scary dark web movies that have come out, like Unfriended and stuff. Like these are already stories that have been told before by like people who like mostly write creepy pastas and they're getting their stories like pretty much uh, taken away from them or like rewritten and then turned into movies and they don't get any type of credit or anything towards it. Oh, I feel like, I feel like companies are just producing movies that are safe to produce and safe to release. Like, Oh, this movie will be uh, making a lot of money. So yeah, let's do this. And it's the same thing with video games. Like video games have not been really innovating much. Uh, Video games have pretty much been the same thing over and over and over again. Um, People just go with what feels like it's safe. They don't want to go for something that's new. Um, Because I remember some situations happening at some point that, uh, you know, it was like they were kind of some guy wanted to introduce something new, but the company that he tried to make deals with, they went like, no, no, let's not do this. Let's do something that people already know and stuff like just invest in something that could possibly be new. Yeah. Anyways, do you guys have anything to add? Uh, no. Nope. All right, so we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, thank you very much, everybody that listened to us. Uh, we had some interesting topics today. Hope you guys open your eyes to religion. Hope you guys stop carrying guns into tournaments of video <laughs> games. And if you have mental issues, don't carry guns because you're probably going to use them because you're very susceptible to you know putting them out and and just like shooting somebody so Mm -hmm. yeah uh thank you guys very much for listening once again don't forget to check us out on social media uh check our twitter check our patreon check our youtube which doesn't really have anything right now but also we're also on spotify now um all of these uh platforms so yes go give us a look Follow us or subscribe to us on CastBox. It's completely free. So every um, I'm going to say my goodbyes uh, uh, until next week. And uh, everybody else say uh, their goodbyes. Goodbye. I'll see you guys next week. Or, yeah. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. All righty then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.